0: Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Hoff.
1: You know, Oz reminded me, as we were firing up the program here to get started, she reminded me that, because I, I mentioned something, and she said, you can't talk about that. And I said, what are you talking about? She said, you said, you said that you were not going to talk about monkeypox. And she's right. So, but there is some context as to, I want to do. I do want to talk about it today, but I want to explain the context in which I meant it, even though she may think I'm breaking um, some a, a, a promise I made to you. It's not exactly what we're, we're not going to talk about it for long. But anyway, email Todd at com. Thoughts, questions, feedback, adoration, and praise will always be accepted. Or you can text us your thoughts, opinions, feedback, and adoration and praise also there. We'll take adoration and praise anywhere we can get it. Phone number 317-210-2830. 317-210-2830. So apparently a couple of weeks ago, and she is right. Oz is right. I said on this program, we're not talking about monkeypox. We're not going to talk about it, but there's a little bit of context and the way that I was intending that to be interpreted. Um, I was saying, we're not going to talk about it the same way we talked about COVID because this is ridiculous to watch as we, I mean, the, the, the next plague, if you follow the media and the narrative and so forth. I mean, it's just lining up. There's one after another and one of those in line may be next in line, maybe currently first, although COVID, of course, is always right there. And I'm again, I'm not saying that COVID COVID is much different today than it was in 2020. In fact, I just read the other day <laughs> the the CDC folks, I, you know, you hear people say you can't criticize the government, or um, you got to be very, very careful. I know Pence came out and said something similar to this. You can't, uh, you know, you don't want to attack the rank and file. I'm just saying the folks that are responsible for crafting the message at the CDC, they couldn't have been more incorrect. That's why you say that. They could not have been more incorrect had they tried to be. I mean, you go back and you look at all these things that they had told us and then they changed and then they changed again and all this sort of stuff. But recently in one of their um, well, semi-recent updates on CDC guidance on COVID, it's tucked away in there. I mean, this is according, I think it was at the Epic Times that I read this, but it was quoting the, the report. It said that people who had previous infections... Actually, it said unvaccinated and vaccinated people were supposed to be treated the same, which of course will make the radical left go aghast, because that is, I mean, that is borderline blasphemous in their in their religious uh, utopian government. Their religion being their worldview, and of course, the speakers of the uh, of the government are kind of like priests and the high priesthood and so forth, and so to say for that group of people to come out and say the vaccinated and the unvaccinated are essentially to be treated the same. (laughs) We just came off of two years of saying, no, 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 you are a second class citizen. We just came off of two years of saying, if you don't follow what Dr. Anthony, forgive me for saying tone, what what did I get? Did I say yesterday, James? It's like James, I don't know what I was thinking. I was in a hurry. I didn't want to talk about that very long. But Dr. Tony or Anthony Fauci, um, th- this is, it, it is, well, it, it's just unconscionable what they've done. And they didn't want people who were unvaccinated to be treated even for other ailments. I mean, it's remarkable. There's, there's a, a court case um, where a family of a um, of an individual with mental health issues was uh, had a DNR placed on her um, without the permission of the family and I mean there's all sorts of stuff like that i've I've heard of people I've had people that I personally know who you know one extended, or one person removed, I guess, friends of theirs who have shared stories about some of these horrific experiences in, in the hospital. One of them I know personally, they couldn't get a certain drug, and when their condition got bad, they did get their hands on a drug that they were told they couldn't take, and suddenly, once they took it, there was a instantaneous or very close to instantaneous improvement I've had people who have said they were not allowed... Oh, boy. I don't even know if I want to... There's a story of an individual who was not permitted to be given a certain drug, and they basically said this person was not going to survive. The family snuck the drug in, gave this person the drug, and this person recovered. I mean, these are the sorts of stories that I have been told, or some people I directly know. Anyway, you know some of these folks too, but now the CDC is saying that we can't treat the unvaccinated and the vaccinated differently, which kudos to the CDC for realizing, well, I don't think they realized it, but for accidentally stumbling back on the position they always should have been at at the beginning, which is people are individuals and, you know... One class of people or one group of people that make one decision and another makes another decision does not mean one is moral, morally superior, worthy of medical treatment, worthy of praise and accolades, and the other deserving of suffering and death. I mean, you remember this. I mean, we don't have to go back far in our history. When someone who's unvaccinated during the height or the high points of COVID, when someone Ca- caught COVID, developed COVID. Um, people were, che- people were, they were cheering for something bad to happen. It's just crazy to me. Absolutely insane and evil, dare I say. Well, now the CDC is saying they should be treated the same. And, and the CDC is saying if you are, if you've had a previous infection from COVID 19, it protects you from serious complications just like the vaccine does. Of course, they tucked that away after telling us for, I don't know, a year, year and a half now, if you don't get the vaccine, you're flirting with death. Um, anyway, that's that's going on out there. Um, CDC, of course, is what the the CDC is. So... But they have come around and, and acknowledged this. They've acknowledged Now we're talking about monkeypox. Here we go. I had to get back on track to find the article that I was wanting to to cite here because Oz told me I said I'm not going to talk about monkeypox, and I did. But I meant in the same way as COVID was discussed, meaning talking about it, pumping it into people's minds, creating this panic, reminding people of the turmoil and all of the havoc that happened in 2020 and 2021 and in some places that still even occurs today and we're all dealing still with the after effects of these ridiculous over the top draconian totalitarian covid policies so i said i d- i wasn't going to talk about monkeypox in the same way because for lots of reasons but the top reason is that it's a different it's a different disease In fact, and this is what I want to share here off the top, CNN, good old CNN. CNN got rid of Brian Stelter. (laughs) I don't know if you saw the last. That that guy, I I listened to that yesterday, and I was just, I mean, I was entertained listening to the silly stuff that Brian Stelter was saying. He, He says, and, of course, I don't put it past. Please don't misunderstand. I'm not even saying he's wrong here, but just you paint this entire picture and it's just it goes to show how messed up this culture and society, education and media, all that stuff is. He said that there's a law school or no no a journalism school that has the students watch his program, which now of course doesn't exist. It's been canceled by CNN, and that was part of the journalism degree or whatever to watch Brian Stelter go out there and present fake news for the evening. Speaking of which, did you see uh, the Babylon Bee? I I stinking love the Babylon Bee. If you if you don't follow the Babylon Bee, I encourage you to because it is it is a I it just it has good fun just you know, making fun of stuff making fun of the stupid leftists usually and the what the CEO I guess of the Babylon Bee, Seth Dillon, actually sent out a tweet. He said, I'm paraphrasing here because I don't have the story pulled up in front of me. He basically said, Brian Stelter, would you consider having a conversation with me at the Babylon B? because we're looking for people who present um, serious news in a funny way or fake news? I forget exactly how I phrased it, but mocking the way that uh, <laughs> Brian Stelter uh, performed his job as a quote-unquote <clears throat> journalist at CNN. Anyway, so CNN is talking here about monkeypox. This here is an article at newsbusters.org. They are exposing the lunacy that we find in the media at large. This particular case is at CNN. There is a show on CNN that probably none of you know about because no one, no one actually watches it. And as such, it's probably meaningless for me to mention. Even what the show's name is. So there's a show on CNN, and there is a report from Charlotte, Charlotte, North Carolina, and the uh, reporter. She is there talking about that. That's the Pride Festival in Charlotte. Apparently, there's going to be monkeypox vaccine that either was or is available as part of a pilot program. For the protection against against monkeypox, and so I don't know if you know this. I know some of you may have been like me and just have ignored this, but this is um, this is from an article. What is the article in Scientific American? Scientific, and this is quoted in Newsbusters, by the way. So the article, an article in Scientific American, called are entitled "Monkeypox Pox is a Sexually Transmitted Infection and Knowing That Can Help Protect People. That's the title of the article written by Stephen Thrasher, who, as this article points out, is no uh, homophobic conservative, conservative white man. He's presenting the facts. And in the article, it says this, Outside Africa, 99% of the cases... Of monkeypox have been in men and 92 to 98 percent have been in self identified men who have sex with men. In the US, monkeypox is overwhelmingly affecting black and Latino, uses the word Latino, not Latinx here, but Latino men who have sex with men. So that is by definition. That is what the evidence suggests. That is what the science has shown us. 99% of the cases have been in men. 92 to 98% have been in self-identified men who have sex with men. Now, CNN, and the show is called New Day, but CNN, there's, there's 30 or 40 people watching this thing, I think. CNN rejects this. CNN cannot stomach the courage to admit that monkeypox is, for practical purposes, a sexually transmitted disease. Now, there are other ways, it appears, to get it, but they're incredibly rare, and it requires an incredibly intimate setting based upon what we're being told and what we know at this point by which someone would actually contract monkeypox. But the most common by far is sexual contact between men, men who self-identify as having sex with other men. I don't like to keep saying that, but I don't know how else to explain that as I play this soundbite to listen how CNN once again rejects reality in talking about what monkeypox actually is. Here's the report. Listen how she describes this this morning new action to try to slow the rising case count of monkeypox over the weekend the white house began its pilot program sending 50,000 doses of the monkeypox vaccine to lgbtq events nationwide diane gallagher is in charlotte diane north carolina gallagher. this morning which held pride events throughout the weekend what did you see there diane Here she's gonna tell us
0: You know, John, the Pride Festival ended this morning here in Charlotte, but it is only the beginning of the Biden administration's efforts to accelerate the monkeypox vaccine and the federal response to the outbreak. The North Carolina City's Pride Festival is the launch site of a Biden administration pilot program to send 50,000 doses of the monkeypox vaccine to LGBTQ-centered events like Pride around the country. But something that is bothering people at Pride we're very aware of not stigmatizing it as just a gay man's disease just like
1: hiv was in the 80s and 90s
0: men who have sex with men and transgender people do make up the majority of monkeypox cases right now which is why they are being prioritized with the limited vaccine supply however monkeypox is not a sexually transmitted infection and any person can get it from prolonged close typically skin-to-skin contact with an infected person So if the Biden administration wants its outreach to be a success, celebrating while educating without discriminating is the only way to approach it.
1: What the heck? Celebrating without while educating without discriminating is the only way to approach? I'm confused after listening to that. What does majority mean, by the way? The majority of the cases, she says, are in. You know, have have occurred amongst people who are in the LGBT community. Which look, I'm just telling you information here. This I, I'm not I'm just sharing this. This is not a good thing. I'm not I, none of that. I'm just telling you that these folks are constantly on the prowl to misinform you. As we said, as we said yesterday, we cannot assign blame. And I don't mean that from a position of, you know, to say that one person that can speak the blame is superior or something over another. I simply mean we can't assign where the problem comes from until we know know the truth. And this reporter is absolutely deceiving us. The majority of cases, she says, are certainly in the LGBT community, which is why they're starting with the vaccine here. But by majority, 92 to 98% is what it is outside of Africa. I don't think... I would call that a majority. I don't even know that I would call that an overwhelming majority. I think I would say that is, for all intents and purposes, that defines who is at risk for catching this disease. What is she talking about? This, just remember this, and I know you do, but whenever these jokers get on television or the internet or wherever they're showing, social media showing up, and they tell... They tell you something, and they use words, which, by the way, have been defined to mean things. That's why we use words. If we, if words don't mean anything, why did we actually choose to use that particular word? Majority, the way that she said it, she made it sound like it's just, uh, just slightly more than half. It's virtually everybody. What are you talking about? This is insane. But CNN going out of its way yet again to deceive you, to deceive Americans, to deceive the LGBTQ community, of which CNN certainly tells them they are an ally. doesn't seem like it if they're not telling them the truth and the risks here. What in the world is going on? So I'm going to stop talking about monkeypox, but I just wanted to share that up front because I do know some people are still, you know, we've got it hammered into our subconscious minds every time we see a particular uh, virus, the headline constantly before us, thinking, are we going to have another situation with, with COVID? This is obviously much, 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 much different. In fact, so much different that we would actually say that this is a sexually transmitted disease. And Or very, very similar to that. I don't know, maybe there's some technical definition that makes something not qualify one way or the other, but in practical terms, my friends, that's what what this is. It is transmitted almost always in a sexual fashion, and it's done, it's transmitted between people of the, well, mostly between men having sex. But you can't say that, because I'm sure that they'll say, that's homophobic. It's, it's absurd and ridiculous. Meanwhile, meanwhile, look at the links they went to blame the unvaccinated for infecting the vaccinated. Remember that whole shenanigan and ludicrous concept? Or remember when they told us that the only way to prevent yourself from having serious infection was if you got vaccinated, even if you had a previous infection? Turns out that's false as well. These jokers cannot be believed about anything. That's including the authorities at the highest levels, the spokespeople in our federal government and the media that carries their water as well. I've got to take a timeout. Sit tight, my friends, back in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. So I want to shift gears here a tad bit. Earlier this month, earlier in the month of August... Let's see, who was this? This was uh, Bloomberg. Bloomberg started referring to the Misery Index, which takes us back to the Carter years, takes us back to basically a, a tool that's designed to help us realize how bad we are suffering at the hands of our current political leaders. That's in a very... I don't know, a very, say, a 30,000-foot view, what that means. Now, on top of that, not to be outdone, Biden continues to find things that he can be the best at. Of course, what does that usually mean? He can be the best at destroying this country. Now we have the Suffering Index. Suffering Index, this article at Red State. Dot .com dims in deep trouble. This is the headline. Suffering index hits highest in history of measuring. In fact, um it's at 5.6. So it's higher <laughs> It's higher now than it was during COVID. Now, this is again what the Biden administration seems to uh, excel at. They excel at driving up the numbers in the categories of things that we want to be the lowest numbers conceivable. For example, they drive inflation up massively. They drive, of course, down the numbers that you want to be higher, say GDP growth. They drive those negative which of course creates a recession which we are actually in a recession. I was thinking about this earlier. Actually, I guess it would have been yesterday as I was driving driving back to the to the home and the home studio. I was thinking about this. I remember when Bush was president and they were the media was basically with bated breath waiting to declare a recession. My goodness, is there going to be a recession? Things are good now. They wouldn't say it. Things are good now, but my oh my, there might be a recession. Is there a recession coming around the corner? Better be ready for the recession, the recession, the recession. Hadn't even started, hadn't even shown any real signs of becoming a reality, but the media pushed as hard as they could to make it become a reality because, of course, these things, I mean, look, these things can start in the minds of people. They can start in the minds of people based based upon what people think is going to, to happen. So they would talk about a recession when, say, Bush was president or when a Republican was president before there was even any hint that there might be a recession. Now, when a Democrat is president, there's literally definable scientific proof that we're in a recession, and they, dec- they deny the reality that we are in a recession when we are in a recession, when a Democrat is in office. I mean, to me, to me, simply realizing and articulating and just accepting that basic, something as simple as that, to me, should show everybody with any degree of critical thinking skills, any degree of logic and reasoning, they should be convinced. We should all be convinced beyond any measure of doubt whatsoever that we are dealing with in the media, the public relations firm, the PR firm of the Democrat Party. They are the spin doctors for that party. In fact, in fact they <laughs> Democrats just aren't giving him anything to work with. I mean, it's, it's so bad, the professional deceivers cannot even create a narrative that makes people want to support him. Now, there is a an individual. Well, there's two things I want to get to between now and the end of the program. One is one is who uh, a name of someone who Democrats or at least one strategic campaign type person uh, in the Democrat Party a person that he believes is the only hope of beating Trump in 2024, which is going to entertain you to no end if you've not heard this. And then second is the narrative amongst these radical leftist journalists um, as it pertains to elections and integrity of said elections in 2022 and 2024 we may be on the verge of seeing it be okay to say that our elections are stolen, especially if, well, only if Republicans somehow win. That will be almost certainly the narrative that it will be suddenly acceptable to discuss on social media and Twitter. Twitter out there hiding the true number of followers and or subscribers or whatever they call them, users from Elon Musk. There's this whole... That whole saga still unfolding before us. But anyway, so I want to talk about those two things. The presidential candidate that a former Obama, I think Obama campaign person who is um, calling for this person to run and to save the country from another term, <laughs> President Trump, and um, the journalists who are telling the story of how scared and terrified The left is, and other Democrats are, from an election being stolen from Democrats by Trump or some other Republican in 2022 or 2024, which, of course, is perfect timing because they're about to get shellacked. Well, we have to see the election through, but they're about to get shellacked if, I mean, barring something completely out of left field at this point in time anyway timeouts in order we'll hit those two things in the remainder of the program be back in a minute my friends welcome back my friends so there's bad news everywhere for the rat well for america first and foremost but as we head into campaign season and by the way it looks like it's going to be DeSantis versus the former make-believe Republican, Charlie Crist, for governor of Florida. Another discussion altogether. But it's a mess for the left, and people have seen, people have lived and experienced just how awful and terrible things are when they're in charge. I mean, there's no other way of describing it. There's no other way to spin this. People have paid out the wazoo at the gas pump, at the grocery store. They have watched as, I mean, the FBI has done things from threatened parents who speak out at school board meetings to raiding the House of the former president of the United States for what someone has called basically the equivalent of having an overdue uh, library book. And so people have seen this, right? There's a the border, the southern border, 5 million people coming across or 4.9 million or whatever it is in 18 months. I think I, I figured basically the size of an NBA arena every two or three days. That's what's coming across the border unchecked the Afghanistan debacle. Of course, we got Hunter's laptop and not just, not just the fact that it's Hunter's laptop, it's the contents of the laptop and what that might mean, how that may implicate the sitting president of the United States, my friends. These are legitimate, legitimate issues and concerns. And so they are in terrible position politically. And so... They're, of course, trying to figure out what they do in 2024. There's a former Obama campaign strategist, political strategist, what have you, name is Michael Starr Hopkins. And he's actually, he thinks he's found the candidate that can out-Trump Trump. And I'm not kidding when I say this. I mean, I'm kidding. I'm telling you what it really, what he really thinks. It sounds like a punchline, to a very, very predictable joke. But this fella thinks that the best candidate to run against Donald Trump for the Democrats in 2024, if, of course, that's what happens. I mean, there's... Certainly seems like that's where we're headed. But he says is none other than AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She... I had to look this up because I thought, is she even old enough to run? She turns 35 about three weeks before Election Day. And I don't know if you have to be, I was talking to Oz about this, I don't know if you have to be 35 before you're elected or 35 before you step into office. But basically, she would be campaigning. the, The entire campaign or almost all of the campaign would be spent or would be during the time prior to her turning you know even old enough to be president which i just i'm just trying to envision this in my mind if this is the best idea that they have if this is the best idea that they have my friends they they're even in worse condition than we think they are because this is patently ridiculous and absurd aoc running for president of the United States. I mean, remember, she became a candidate for Congress because she answered, or her brother, I guess, responded to a casting call request. They're literally the Justice Democrats who she is affiliated with and was found by. It's like it's like American Idol or something. It's 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 like someone having uh, found someone on social media who can who can sing. And, and perform and, you know, play the role, play the part. There's nothing real here, obviously. There's nothing real here. She's also the one, as I say, real. Remember she fake cried that whole, that whole scene where she had her hands covering, or she had her head in her hands, covering her face, dressed in white, bawling against the fence, looking through the fence as though she was just heartbroken at what she was witnessing. And we were told that she was looking at the children that Trump had put in cages there. Remember this? And when you saw the real scene of where she was, she was about several hundred several hundred yards away, maybe even further than that, from a facility that supposedly, as I understand it, and who knows, but as I understand it, actually had some of these these kids, these children, these young folks who were separated from their parents coming across the border. So technically she was in the vicinity, but she sure wasn't crying and brokenhearted because she was standing outside the cage where some young child from Central America was being kept. But this is it. This is the best they've got. Their best hope at this point is for AOC to run for President of the United States, according to Michael Starr Hopkins. And he's not just some, well, I mean, in the one sense, he's a leftist, right? So in one sense, he's totally disqualified from anything. But since the left is running the Democrat Party, I mean, this may sound like as good of ideas any that they have. Who knows? But that's the best thing about that. AOC. AOC is their best hope right now. Let that sink in. If you don't feel good about the Republican Party, just remember AOC may be the best hope the Democrats have in winning in 2024. So tight, my friends. I got something else I want to get to before we wrap up for the day. We'll do that in the next segment back in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. so... As you well know, you cannot, I cannot, Republicans cannot, Trump supporters cannot, conservatives cannot mention anything about any concern whatsoever as it pertains to the integrity of our elections. We cannot do that. In fact, if we do that, we are called insurrectionists and people who are trying to overthrow, my friends, the United States of America. However, as you also know, if you are... Someone who is on the other side of the political aisle, you can say whatever you want, whenever you want, as loudly as you want, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And so, I want to play a soundbite here. This is Yamichi Alcindor. She is um, an MSNBC contributor. She's a journalist. For I want to well, anyway, I don't have time to go through all that. But I want you to listen to what she says Democrats are worried about when it comes to 2022 and 2024. Here it is. Being some stories about sort of redistricting and the in the political atmosphere in this state but what you see really is on the democratic side people that are very very worried about the direction of this country they're very worried especially about former president trump possibly coming back into power or former president trump or, or another republican stealing the election in 2022 or 2024 because we've seen so many election deniers be be elected so a lot of democrats on the democratic side they're very worried about abortion also and abortion rights and then on the republican side i can tell you that i'm also hearing from people that especially some that are unfortunately believing conspiracy theories and lies about the election of 2020 they're worried that the country is going in the wrong direction because they're seeing too many people um say that the election was free and fair which of course it was okay stop of course it was she says she's pbs that's that's where i've i thought she was but i didn't want to say that um until i until i just read that but so 2020 election, free and fair, of course it was, no question about it, most secure election in history if you have something to say about it. Other than that, you are an insurrectionist and someone who's trying to undermine our democracy. 2024, or even 2022, this is how she describes, <laughs> th- this is how they're sp- spinning. Think about this. She's spinning people's... Um, the people who say America's on the wrong track, which isn't it like it's 70% or something like that, 70% of Americans, I don't have the number in front of me, it's around there, maybe more, who say America's on the wrong track. So she says the reason is because the America, that, that Democrats think America's on the wrong track isn't because of the inflation and the recession and all this other stuff that Biden's caused and the radical left. No, no, no. What it is, my friends, is they are very worried, as she says, that President Trump, is going to steal the election in 2024, even 2022. I don't know how he's going to do that. We have no, He has no power, but she thinks he's going to steal the election because I guess people who are um, concerned about voter integrity and election integrity are winning primaries and squaring up to potentially win the election as well. So there you have it, some more misinformation, disinformation from the left. Back in just a minute, my friends. <laughs> All right, my friends, about all the time that we have. But I want to say, I want to say that, again, as we move towards this campaign, the left is going to be grasping at straws here, trying to find a series of reasons or rationale or some way to frame this thing so that they can be in a position to... To win, And I don't put it past them to win. We have to go and vote in these elections. I mean, that is critically important. It doesn't matter what polling says, any of that stuff. What matters is the votes cast. And, of course, I know that begs a lot of questions on some things that I don't want to get into. I don't have time to get into at the moment. But certainly I hear those concerns and have the same questions that many of you do as well. By the way, in closing, I didn't do this yesterday. Overlooked it. Yesterday was my dad's birthday. Happy birthday, Dad. Gotta run, folks. Thanks for listening. SDG. See you tomorrow. Take care.